0: Mmm, these would be great with guacamole. Stop eating our young, and it's pronounced guacamole!
1: Welcome to the World of Tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through one of the greatest TV
0: shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about season two, episode 15, The Problem with Poplars. I look forward to finding out what the problem with poplars are. Also what poplars are. I assume that they're great and thus there are no problems with them. And this was a false lead or an ironic title, if you will. I like that no actually there's gonna be a lot of problems up in here so there, that's gonna be great it, we have a situation my friends also the title is obviously a play off of uh, the infamous Star Trek episode the trouble with tribbles sure that's not the only Star War-
1: Star Trek thing put a pin in it okay so before we kind of get into the episode uh, Futurama's presenting sponsor was molten boron
0: I was going to ask what use Molten Boron actually has, but then I'm like, well, I've got Wikipedia and I could probably pull it up, but I'm not really going to. But this isn't the Molten Boron podcast. This is the Molten Boron segment
1: in the Futurama podcast that we have. And now Ben is going to Google it. The Ben's Googling corner. What is is that corner called? The Google that corner? I don't even remember, to be honest. We've Googled enough that it has its own corner. I don't know if you can pick it up on the sound recording, but we are getting
0: some heavy typing currently. So, Ben, what did you find? Amorphous boron is used as a rocket fuel igniter in pyrotechnic flares. There you go. They're advertising so you can use more molten boron in your flares. Perfect. Okay, there's some other stuff here, too, but I don't want to stretch this molten boron segment out uh, longer than uh, we already... Actually, I don't want to spread it any sort of length of time in this podcast, mm-hmm. so... This has been we've the molten boron segment of regret, the Back to the Futurama. I regret everything. I regret my entire life up to this moment oh, that, where we're talking I mean, about molten boron.
1: Not everything is
0: regrettable.
1: I'm sure you've done some things that you don't regret.
0: Canceled out by molten boron.
1: <laughs> well, that... That sucks.
0: <laughs> For once, the episode starts out with them not watching television. It's true. They're like not. this is the first time in episodes.
1: Yeah, it's been a while.
0: They are actually flying back from a delivery on the planet of the Moochers, which Fry is not really thrilled with. The planet of the Moochers,
1: not really. They said when the check came, they were out to dinner, and when the check came, they said that their wallet was there in their other pants, which they borrowed from Fry.
0: <laughs> and then Fry's not wearing any pants, mm-hmm. which is a good visual joke that I love. Very good. Um, apparently, they also took everything in the, the pantry but baking soda and capers. And so Bender made baking soda and capers for dinner tonight.
1: Hey, that's being smart with what you got.
0: It's true. It's it's being resourceful. You Exactly. Know? I mean, they have websites where you can type in every ingredient that you have. And then it tells you what recipes you can make with those ingredients,
1: yeah, like cream capers with a uh baking soda reduction,
0: or fried capers in a baking soda reduction <laughs> the, a baking soda tartar sauce, possibly, yeah, when it's just baking soda and water, yeah, yeah, and possibly some kind of oil, perhaps I mean, they don't really have any oil. To speak of just the bi- just the baking soda. I mean, I'm sure
1: there's some oil that, if Bender really wanted to, he could donate to the food. Wrong kind of oil. I don't think Bender knows the difference, or cares too much. You've
0: got a point there. I, right? I will. Uh, I'll concede that one. That's a one point for me. They spot a planet off in the distance out the window, and because they're worried about not having enough food for, I believe, a two day voyage back to mm-hmm. Earth. So Fry suggests that they stop there. Maybe they'll have a drive through like a burger jerk or a fishy Joe's or a Chisler or something, <laughs> which I just, I want to point out. I love the idea of a restaurant called Chisler, because that is <laughs> the last restaurant I ever want to eat at. Absolutely
1: correct. But they, they find out that the planet is uh, in, in an uninhabited zone. I believe it is. So they'll be lucky to find a Howard Johnson's.
0: Uh, they do land, and at which point Leela points out that it's a Type M planet, so it should at least have Roddenberries. Look at that Star Star Trek reference. You that say we... Star Wars every time.
1: <laughs> I'm biased. I'm biased. I love Star Wars. Star Trek is fine, but this is another Star Trek reference. Yes, because of the the Gene Roddenberry. However, I want to make sure because this might this seems to me the the Star Trek references they
0: in-universe, the they're problematic because of future episodes that are coming up. But they never actually reference Star Trek specifically. Sure. So it could just be any old Roddenberry
1: that's out there that they named these berries after. Right. Or some guy named Rod. And his berries. Rod Rod in his berries. Exactly. See, it's easy. That makes sense.
0: On the plus side, though, Fry finds a ditch full of what looked like fried shrimp. So, hey, that's that's even
1: better. <laughs> I, b- I believe Bender says he thinks it's a what was it? A
0: ditch of fried prawns, a hole of fried prawns. Look, regardless, I don't really care because if I am walking around and I see a, a hole of some sort with any sort of fried seafood or crustacean, I'm not happy with my life I have,
1: I, I, I'm i not unhappy with my life. I'm just, where am
0: I? Why is this happening? What is this in front of me? Why? Maybe it's a Portland thing. Keep Portland weird. Who knows? Who knows? Keep Portland prawned. Keep Portland shrimpy. So, Alila gives it a once over with her wrist thing. Which, I, I'm sorry, the thing on her wrist. I, I love that. She doesn't actually have a name for this thing on her wrist mm-hmm. ever. She calls it uh the thing on her wrist or uh wrist thingy. Wrist thingy or uh in how Hermes requisitioned his groove back, she does have a wrist low jackamator. Mm-hmm. Which is looks but that's to be even a specific. Just like a specific yeah. Yeah. So she doesn't really have like, what is it even called? Why does she even have it? Who knows? It seems to do a lot of, lot of things. Like it can scan a fried prawn that you found in a ditch to see if it's poisonous which it isn't so she eats it of course
1: and uh instantly kind of reacts to that and it goes
0: almost diving into this hole and just shoving these in her mouth fry follows suit and he exclaims that they're great in fact they're like sex except he's having them oh what a self self burn that was always one of my favorite Futurama lines when I was a single individual, because uh, it's a pretty self-deprecating way to say something is great. To just be like, hey, like this is like sex, only I'm having it. So, yep. I used to say that all the time.
1: I can imagine it,
0: because you're a Futurama person,
1: and you like Futurama, and you're like, I'm going to use the line from this show that I like.
0: No, I've never done that. I've never once in the history of this podcast said that I say a line from Futurama. I didn't accidentally invent a game or anything based around saying lines from Futurama. Are you gaslighting me? Little bit. My world has been turned upside down. Fry suggests that they grab as many handfuls as they can. And Bender says, no, instead, let's get a whole Bender full. And he starts putting all these things in his chest compartment. Leela says...
1: Let's only take as much as we need.
0: Stuff the ship. So they they just cram as many of these things in the ship as they can, and apparently just shoving them in their face the whole way. Because when they land mm-hmm. and uh, Leela gets clearance for landing, she's like, <laughs> like she's, to be
1: fair, if it's stuffed, I mean, like at some point you have to like eat your way out a little bit.
0: That's giving the crew a lot of uh, benefit of the doubt here. Fair. I mean, you should at least be able to stop eating long enough to send radio transmissions while you're flying an intergalactic spaceship, but maybe that's just me. Hey, we don't know how good these are. Well, they're like sex, but Fry's having them, so... Fair. Pretty dang good. Pretty dang good indeed. So they, they, they determine
1: they need to come up with a name for these things Um, after the rest of the crew kind of enjoys them. I, be- I think it was... Oh, I think it was Bender. Yeah, that Bender. suggested. Well, they're tasty. Let's call them taste
0: sickles. <laughs> and the whole, everybody's like, "Oh, gross!" And Leela says, "No, those sound too much like those frozen Rocky Mountain oysters on a stick." You know, test sickles. Which I would just like to point out.
1: <laughs> it's first off, it's very funny.
0: I would just like to point out. I didn't realize it wasn't common knowledge what Rocky Mountain oysters are mm-hmm. because, like, growing up in Colorado, they mm-hmm. were all over the place and i moved to portland and i've had to explain to a lot of people that rocky mountain oysters are bull testicles
1: how many people have you had to explain this to with an
0: order of magnitude um i mean around 10 or so that is a lot of people Mm -hmm. that's a lot of people i i i i knew that and i don't know things generally yeah, you know, like three songs. Uh huh. And that's about it.
1: Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. So, how did I know that? And then, smart people here, not.
0: It's weird. I don't know. But just like somehow people here didn't know what they were. And so, I've told friends and coworkers about. Yeah, I've told my coworkers about bull testicles how, and how eating did, them.
1: How did that conversation go in a work environment? It was fine.
0: No awkwardness? I mean, we're talking about food. And genitalia. At the same time. <laughs> Perfect. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's weird. I've eaten them before. They're fine.
1: They're fine? Yeah. Okay.
0: Anyways. I feel like that went in a different direction than
1: I expected it to. So Hermes checks the registry of trademarks. Um, he finds there are only two, uh, two names available left. Only two. We've just named everything else. The two names are Poplars and Zitzers.
0: I, th- I thought it was like Zitzels. i sorry. I mis- misread Zitzels. Poplars and Zitzels. Let's go with Poplars. Hey, great idea. Like, <laughs> swish. <laughs> Fry is just very, very happy that he came up with this brilliant name. To be fair,
1: F- Fry given two choices. How many times is he going to get the one that isn't terrible?
0: I th- I say he uh, bucks the statistics and screws up like 75% of the time. I would agree. This, this is actually like a reason to be like, good job. Okay, no, you're right. I'll give it to him. Great job. <laughs> oh. um, Given two options, he didn't screw up. So Zoeberg is like, I don't care what you call it. I call it a free meal. And so that's how they get the idea to, instead of just giving these things away, why not sell them? So they go go to a street corner in New New York and
1: start selling them out of, out of a stand, as you do. Um, they're they, They're being somewhat successful. People are coming up and buying them. Um, but across the way, there's a hot dog stand with a huge line.
0: Bender's idea to fix this is to go over and be like, "Hey, I got those rat droppings you ordered. Do you, where do you want them?"
1: Pretty instantly, the line like recoils in horror and and walks over to
0: the poplar cart. And the the guy is like, "Hey, you're not my usual rat droppings guy," um, which I feel is like, I've I've mentioned it even before on the podcast. Hot dog humor is like low hanging fruit. Sure. Don't think about that <laughs> sentence too much. Ben's you know accidental I mean. euphemism corner.
1: Nice. Uh so yeah, it's it's um it's the easy joke. Um and I and I'm agreeing with you, but it's also still funny that not only did they do the the joke around like rat droppings, but it meant like, hey, You're not the guy who usually delivers these. That, I think, is the thing that elevates it a little bit.
0: Sure. I mean, I like the straight-up admission of, like, oh, no, I definitely put rat droppings in these. And I, like, I have a guy for that? Like, somebody ordered, like, I order that and somebody delivers it? I want to see that invoice. I will pass. Yeah, I actually, saying that, I don't think I do. (laughs) A line shows up and everybody's eating these things and and they're flying off this little food cart sh- i was gonna say flying off the shelves they're flying off this food cart mm-hmm. like in thing. new york
1: for those of you who have been to new york like a stand
0: yeah yeah some guy comes up and he's like hey these are great and he's got wearing kind of a crazy sh- suit and he points up to a billboard to basically show off that he's the guy in the billboard for fishy joe's fry assumes he's a guy that's eaten at fishy joe's once Dude, I want a billboard for like this guy ate at Wendy's.
1: I I don't want that. I I, this, I would rather This is
0: Ben. He's eaten at Wendy's before.
1: <laughs> Once in his life he ate at a Wendy's. I'd prefer to like to have a uh, a local uh pizza place that we often go to on the billboard.
0: I mean, we go there enough that they should just put us on the freaking billboard already. Exactly. Regardless, no, it's not actually someone who just ate at Fishy Joe's. It's Fishy Joe himself, Fishy Joe Gilman. I, think I believe is his name? so. Yes,
1: um, he uh, he asks them how much they sell it for, and they say a uh,
0: dollar a dozen. And he says, "You're never going to make money that way. You let me sell them. I'll sell them for two dollars a dozen, and I'll even give you a dollar a dozen." They are just so excited to sign on the dotted line. Fry literally asks, "How can I sign?" Which is a great way, but, I mean, honestly, if we're making the same amount per bag, but selling more, I still think it's a pretty, like, I get that it's a joke, but I still think it's a pretty good deal.
1: Actually, yeah, that's a good point. Based on later, they show how many poplars get sold. Huh, I don't think that, that ever was ever really thought out, how much money they're making. It's true. Holy I cow. just now thought about that. Because, because they, they go, like, 3.8 times 10 to the, like, a crap ton.
0: They should all be, like, quadrillionaires. Yeah, what happened? Huh. Huh. Plot hole. Womp womp. (laughs) Anywho. I'm assuming it's the Planet Express crew, and they got screwed out of that money somehow. Oh, probably. Um, Fry signed the wrong thing, for all we know. Exactly. Because he literally, apparently doesn't know how to sign. That uh, also seems to fit within our, uh, our,
1: our sweet Fry boy.
0: No, they start a... Whole business where they just fly out to this planet, mm-hmm. load it up, load up the ship with poplars, or inc- uh, also a little like U Haul kind of trailer, sure. Um, with poplars. And there's a I wrote in my notes jaunty tune about poplars, yeah, that Fry and Bender get to record. And meanwhile, poplars are just becoming crazy, crazy popular to the point where Planet Express
1: rebrands as Poplar Express.
0: And um, Well,
1: I'm giving them credit with the, the rebrand. They paint over the word
0: planet yes. on
1: the, the ship and paint in the word poplar.
0: Uh, and sort of towards the end there, um, it kind of mimics the opening shot of mm-hmm. the credits where Leela flies into this billboard. And it's one of my favorite jokes in the entire episode where Fry's like, Leela, that's the second billboard you crashed into this week. Because, <laughs> I mean, he's technically correct. Sure. The best kind of correct so <laughs> yeah it's it's a very good kind of like inside joke right just just that right level of meta humor mm-hmm. which i i find very very happy uh which i find very good so the the reason she flew into the billboard is that she was distracted by
1: the protesters outside of planet express
0: and yeah, it's a bunch of like hippie looking people who have signs uh one of them, I, I only wrote down one sign, but it literally just says, eating is murder. <laughs> oh, boy. And, yeah, they're protesting poplars because uh, apparently somebody somewhere has decided these are living things. Mm-hmm. We don't ever actually even see evidence of that yet. yet. Put a pin in that one. But they just, they just they decide, oh, yeah, these things are obviously living. Because so.
1: they're so delicious. Mm-hmm. Very clearly that that would follow from that. Indeed. Delicious things had to live first. So, um... Even your precious plants had to live.
0: So, yeah, these are all people who are from Mankind for Ethical Animal Treatment. Uh, The the acronym for that is MEAT. And they are saying that if uh, Fishy Joe's doesn't stop selling poplars, they are going to boycott Fishy Joe's. And Leela points out, You're vegetarians. Who cares what you do? <laughs> That's true. Uh this this follows from a
1: previous line of uh where where uh professor is trying to get them off his property and uh the leader says, You can't own property, man. And and the professor <laughs> says, I can, but I'm not a penniless hippie.
0: Um well, and I do think this episode does a really good job and we'll we'll get into sort of the other side of it, but sort of taking things to really crazy extremes on both ends. Sure. Because these people, uh you know, Leela points out that you need to eat to survive and that like animals eat meat all the time. And they're like, No, that's not true. We taught this lion to eat tofu. And it coughs weakly. Because and it's just skin and bones. Because just science fact, uh, get on my soapbox here. Uh, cats need meat to survive. They literally don't have an option to be vegetarian. So yes, you can't teach a lion to eat tofu and expect it to be healthy. And expect it to be healthy. So there you go. If you have a lion, it needs to eat meat. This PSA is over. This has been Ben's Science Soapbox Corner. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that, but I was enthralled. Now I'm going to make a video of some lions eating tofu with Sarah McLaughlin playing in the background.
1: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> oh, that'll be the saddest
1: video in the Y'all world. Y'all are
0: going to feel real bad about teaching oh. your lions to eat tofu after that. <laughs> For pennies a day, you can help this
1: lion (laughs) (laughs) not have to eat tofu every day. I will remember. Sorry, go ahead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Leela is pretty on board with this whole like selling poplars thing. Sure. Until... She walks into the other room. She's going to get more bricks as
1: they throw them at the hippies.
0: Yeah, because that's you know, what you do, I guess. And the Easiest
1: way to get people off your property if you start throwing things at them. I don't know. I haven't had to get, get people off my property yet.
0: Well, get some bricks. Um, there's only one way to find out if this works. So Leela goes to get more bricks, and she uh, gets really annoyed because the guys haven't been cleaning up their old poplars and of course they haven't fry and bender there's one in a bucket that she picks up and she's like oh this one's getting all big and scaly and it kind of unfolds and it goes mama
1: this this is basically challenging Leela's worldview on these poplars um and she is horrified Uh, she starts trying to get everyone to stop eating poplars to which everyone thinks that she's delusional, or that they know how to talk because that's how par- they've learned to mimic
0: speech, like parrots. Or maybe it just learned to talk like a parlor trick, like Fry.
1: Like Fry! Like Fry!
0: Um, except for Zoidberg, who's like, I assume Amy is the father. <laughs> he He's willing to go on the journey, and
1: I appreciate that about Zoidberg.
0: It's kind of his core characteristic, like, just... He's just happy to be there, man.
1: Yeah, he's 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 yes-ending the whole way. Uh, improv.
0: No, I got that. I was just trying to... I was about to say, I bet Zoidberg would be really good at improv, but also he's not good at comedy, which we find out in later episodes.
1: Spoiler. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes, he's bad at comedy and yet awesome at like going on these weird tangents with people.
0: Eventually... This poplar does actually start talking because uh, the professor wants to cut off its head to make sure if uh, to see if it's intelligent. And so the whole the whole team now realizes, okay, these are actually intelligent things. And just like flipping a light switch, suddenly they are very anti-poplar.
1: They're prote- pr- They're protesting outside of all. Uh, it seems like a couple different fishy Joes. They're doing a very bad job of it.
0: Bry handcuffs himself to a revolving door. Bender gives a speech that basically makes poplars sound incredible. Right. Like, stop eating them with honey mustard sauce. Stop eating them with sweet and sour sauce. And, like, mostly, like, even just listening to that, I'm like, I could really go for some I, something with, like, some good honey mustard sauce right about I now. I could definitely go for some poplars right now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I don't eat meat. So, like, or apparently when I do, it's bull testicles. So, you know yeah
1: if if anyone out there can do like one of those like uh those those kinetic words videos i think that right there is what we need to start with (laughs)
0: please tweet them at at back to futurama thank you what i don't eat meat and when i do it's apparently bull testicles yes okay either
1: that or like on a t-shirt that'd be terrific
0: our our first t-shirt design (laughs) it cuts to the television which is a tv show called date night hosted by linda
1: which is not exactly what you'd hope it would be it seems to be some kind of dateline kind of Uh talk like uh show about current events and having multiple viewpoints on to discuss them
0: uh it's it's basically just a talking heads um uh although i should point out not like head in jars because Mm -hmm. talking head segment has a whole different meaning when it's um when it's futurama so but yeah it's basically just a bunch of people talking about their specific point uh we find out that the hippie's name is free waterfall jr Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's him fishy joe and then leela and they basically argue back and forth uh, quite a bit. I didn't write down anything specific because it's sort of just everybody bickering. Sure.
1: Uh, at one point, Leela brings up the the now known to be sentient poplar and says, go on, speak. And it, and it just says, caca. All right. We'll have to bleep that. And then later on comes back and gets its own little like talking head area and starts saying, caca head, big, mean caca head.
0: Yeah, the uh, Free Waterfall juniors being kind of a jerk, just like, shut up, shut up, shut up. And, and I think
1: Linda is even like,
0: sir, you need to shut up. And Fishy Joe makes the point that, well, if these things are intelligent, why aren't they stopping us from eating them? And at that exact moment, uh, the set starts shaking and, and aliens come back to attack. And it's our old friend Lurr of the planet Omicron Persei-8. Oh, uh, he kind of cuts into the
1: television And it turns out What they've been eating These poplars Are really the babies of the Omicronians <gasps> I'm shocked Shocked Well not that shocked So as restitution They suggest that they, are, they want to eat the humans um, Starting with Your firemen Followed by your math teachers And then going on in that, order, in that
0: fashion until all the humans are eaten.
1: I th- I think that's a pretty good like line of succession on eating humans. I wonder what comes after math teachers, to be honest, though.
0: I mean, it's obvious, but I, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. So. Well, sure, I do know, but what about our listeners? <laughs> Another poll on our Twitter? <laughs> well, then we have to come up with ideas. Oh, we will. That reminds me. I didn't. As, oh, as an dang. aside, I never actually looked at the results for this poll. Right, wh- what movie am I watching? Um, Thank you, listeners, for voting in the poll. Thanks you for voting in the poll of which movie should Mike watch.
1: I'm assuming <clears throat> I have to uh,
0: watch this ad- within the next you know month or so, and then provide a report. I mean, we had no rules. Uh, there, Just right. There, there were no rules. So, I mean, it could be. It could be anything. So, uh, it turns out that with 19 votes, it is Being John Malkovich Woo! with 58% of the votes. Hey, it was a tight one. It was. It was. So, um, yeah, you can watch that. You can let us all know how you enjoyed it. And your streak of not watching the 1997 hit James Cameron film Titanic remains intact. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: To be fair, if I do watch it, I'll have to go back and watch the previous Futurama episode to see if it changes my opinion.
0: Anyways, regardless,
1: um, thank you for the Back to the Futurama poll corner uh, and thank you for participating. So, yes, once the Omicronians make first contact about this situation, they go into a negotiation with Zap.
0: Zap Brannigan. He's not a good negotiator. No. He's literally eating poplars while negotiating with the Omicronians about restitution for eating poplars. Also, he calls guacamole guacamole. These would go great with guacamole.
1: And I literally like every time I hear that line, I'm like, I know know Billy West knows how it's called. But it, I rage just a little bit, just a little
0: bit. See, I think it's great, because every time I see guacamole, I always, I'm always, i always like, mmm, guacamole. Like, I know it's wrong, but I have <laughs> you, to celebrate that moment. Mm-hmm. You just uh, swerve directly into that, then. I'm an agitator, obviously. You're a pot stir. I'm a pot stirrer of guacamole. You when st- I see a big pot of guacamole, I stir that pot. I don't know why you're putting guacamole in a pot, but... Because it's a lot of guacamole. <laughs> I've I've said guacamole way too many times. Um at at this point it's just your standard definition and pronunciation of the word. Well, Lur does yell at him quite a quite loudly that it's pronounced guacamole. I do so. love
1: the fact that he knows it.
0: Oh yeah, the guy from you know, across the, like, a thousand light where, a thousand light years away knows it. Although he does watch a lot of American TV shows. That's true. So I think he'd know a thing or two about guacamole. That's was there point. ever, like, a Seinfeld episode based around guacamole? Oh, I'm sure there was. Or, uh, like, Everybody Loves Raymond, or...
1: It just feels like it just makes sense that that was... Written. There's
0: got to be some sort of, like, mid-90s sitcom that guacamole was, like, a central part of the plot.
1: Like, it being somewhere it shouldn't, or running
0: out of it when you needed it. Hmm, yeah, I bet there is. If any of you happen to know, like, I'm actually, this isn't even a a bit. This is not a one. I'm actually really curious about (laughs) guacamole-centric sitcom plots from the 1990s, and that is the weirdest Jeopardy! category ever. (laughs) What is Avocado. (laughs) literally the whole column down is just what is avocado (laughs) um anyways so this delicious
1: ingredient guacamole
0: so this negotiation comes to a bit of an abrupt end uh Lur demands that he get uh, that they get to eat one human for every omicronian that was eaten uh zap is kind of like okay sure how many did, did they eat 198
1: billion um he then kiff then leans in and says
0: there's not that many humans a thought occurs there aren't that many humans
1: i i do love how he passes it off as his own idea
0: <laughs> oh absolutely and lur says we'll give you some time while you shore sure up the numbers a uh, zap pr- pr-
1: professes a need for an army of super virile men scoring around the clock
0: kiff clear my schedule Kiff then takes the etch a sketch and shakes it. <laughs> yeah. It's a very uh, good joke. I love that. It's a so very good joke. They, it cuts to like the dupe headquarters mm-hmm. the back one. in old Weehawken, New Jersey. Exactly. And Fry is there who and he's just like, I wish they'd just wipe out humanity and get it over with. It's the waiting I can't stand. <laughs> and like sometimes, Fry, sometimes I feel that. Like, no, I get it. I'm just like, man. Why haven't we all just been annihilated yet? Because like, sure, it's gonna happen.
1: I mean, even even Loki. Like, if you're at the, you know, like I once had whooping cough, uh, because I accidentally forgot to get vaccinated. Because I'm a I'm a doofus. But I was sitting in the like urgent care, and I'm like, oh, I'd rather die than have to wait for 20 more minutes to get in there.
0: Uh, Zap comes in, and he says that he has. Uh, I forget exactly what term he used, but basically he's blasted his opponents with uh, the
1: twin guns
0: of like negotiation or something. Yeah, Negotiation and compromise. And now the Omicronians aren't going to eat 198 billion people. They're just going to eat one, one human. Well, which one? The first one to eat their young, which turns out to be Leela? <gasps> Leela? Everyone cheers, and Leela
1: starts to boo. Understandably so. Agreed. Um, We then cut to Madison Cube Garden, which is our venue tonight for the eating. Also, it's on network
0: television. It's, yeah, the Slurm Concert Series presents An Evening with a Human Eating Monster. It's also brought to you by Fishy Joes, where where they're talking about their new extreme walrus juice, 100% fresh-squeezed walrus. Ride the walrus. So this is kind of what I was saying before, where it's like, you've got on the one hand sort of the ridiculousness of the extreme hippies, where it's like, eating is murder. And then over on this side, they're like, no, 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 like, meat is so great, like, let's just literally squeeze walruses into juices, and then you drink that, which also just sounds gross. It
1: does, once you once you dissect that joke, it sure does.
0: So I do think this episode does a really good job of being just like... Uh, nah no, these super mega vegans are crazy. But also these like obsessed with eating meat people are pretty crazy, too. Mm. And I appreciate that because like vegetarian jokes along with hot dog jokes are kind of the low hanging fruit.
1: Talking about that, that those hot dog low hanging
0: fruits. And so it it's great to kind of see a little bit on that other side. Sure. Too, and it's so. and
1: it's actually I, I feel and we're probably getting a little bit into grades territory. But, you know, it's 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 even handed. So it doesn't feel like you're just beating like, oh, you're you're a vegetarian. Joke, 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 joke. Oh, you meat eat. You eat meat or you meat eat either way.
0: So yeah, Leela's in this big cage back behind the stage uh, where she is about to be eaten. Mm -hmm. And Fry and Bender are really sad. Yeah. Bender Bender compares her to titanium because she's beautiful and strong and loyal and, you know, just like titanium. Just like titanium zap has a plan which she (laughs) i love
1: i don't know how to describe the plan that's why i paused
0: well so first of all leela's like i don't want to hear it tell it to wingus and dingus over here wingus dingus like he specifically points at one like wingus and then the other one dingus which (laughs) very good i i i love that joke it's it's very good basically his plan is to replace leela with a hideous ape that looks exactly like leela which I don't think he really thinks through the implications to that sentence. Zap doesn't think through the implications of anything, so he's very on brand. Good point. Um, so it's an orangutan, and they 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 wheel it in, and um, Leela says, That doesn't look anything like me. The hair's all wrong. And then Kiff turns out to be an expert stylist, so he gets to work and puts this purple... Uh, purple ponytail on this orangutan and also like a flesh colored eye patch. And they're like, there it is. That's Leela. They wheel out this cage that now has this Leela double in it. Mm-hmm. And everybody in the crowd at this live event of eating a human being is all kind of mumbling and Zap sneaks up to the microphone and he's like, people of earth. Shh. And that causes everybody to go, like, oh, okay. But it does seem to work. Lur looks at a photo and back at the orangutan and then it's, you know, back and forth. And he's like, yeah, yeah, this is the one called Leela. I recognize her from the slumping posture and the hairy knuckles. (laughs) Which (laughs) Leela starts looking at her own knuckles like, hey, wait a minute. Uh, Lur is
1: putting the orangutan in in his mouth and it seems like it's going
0: to go off without a hitch. But a filthy hippie, Free Waterfall Jr. shows up and it says, hey, you can't eat that. That orangutan is one of Mother Earth's creatures. And indicates to them that it's a trick.
1: They kind of like talk for a little bit. It's like, is it really? And then ndinda
0: Sorry. It's I, I hate saying her name. It's, it's so Ndunda.
1: Ndinda. Yeah. Okay.
0: So sh- she
1: uh, eats the ape and says, yep, that sure is an
0: ape. Zap says, "You stupid hippie! You'd sacrifice a beautiful woman to save a moderately attractive monkey." I
1: don't want to know anything nope. about brain. It's a great, it's a no. great
0: line because I don't want to know the rest. <laughs> so uh, Lur then demands Leela, and uh,
1: once Leela has been brought out on the on in her cage, he kind of pulls apart the bars and puts her in his mouth.
0: And then that little poplar that Leela saved at the beginning runs up and jumps in Leela's mouth and he brings the microphone down and points out that he is Jur of the planet Omicron Percy 8. He gives a very nice speech about uh not uh, about the many reasons for eating, but revenge is not one of them. The other reasons, of course, being hunger, boredom, or wanting to be the world's fattest man. All very valid reasons. Uh. Jur also points out that Leela is his friend, and thus Leela should not be eaten. And then when the hippie starts getting all granola mm-hmm. on them, Lur So so,
1: so this saves Leela, and Lur brings Leela out of her mouth. And then Free Waterfall Jr. is like grabs the mic and is like, Alright, everybody hold hands. I want to get some swaying going. Come on.
0: And Lur- do it. Lur asks if the hippie is a friend of juror's and just shakes his head lur just devours that hippie Mm -hmm. and as the hippie is being eaten he says this can't be happening right now and then uh lur is like i don't know man i think there was something funny in that hippie
1: uh he just continues to trip out (laughs) um he he tries to give a speech and kind of runs and looks at his hands is like hands can touch anything but themselves and then puts his hands together. is like, Oh wait. <laughs>
0: and he also gets distracted when they're about to leave with his cape. Cause they all do the dramatic like cape over their faces thing. Mm-hmm. And so he does. And he's like, Oh, Whoa. Like he's touching the cape and he's, just like, yeah. Feeling the fabric and back at planet express, uh, just to g- close out my, my statement on the, the dichotomy of the extremes here. Um, Back at Planet Express, the professor gives a toast to Leela. She showed us it's wrong to eat certain things. And then everybody's like, and like they're having this big feast, and they're like, pass the veal. Let's get some of that suckling pig. And then Bender's like, who wants dolphin? Everyone gasps. But, But dolphins are intelligent. Oh, not this one. It spent all of its money on instant lottery tickets. And then they all start requesting parts of it, like the blowhole or the language section of the brain. And it just kind of fades out on them, eating this feast of questionably obtained animals.
1: Questionably obtained.
0: And with that, it's time for us to feast on... Grades! Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is
1: this is another one of those episodes that I'd probably say, this is an episode of Futurama that you can really uh, sink your teeth into and enjoy. I think you're right that it it is even-handed. Sometimes it's less even-handed on some of the jokes that it it tends to go for. But this one was very even-handed where it painted both people that are really into meat and people that are super not into meat in similar fashion instead of being imbalanced. Um, There are some jokes that don't really land, but most of the jokes here land really well and they're very funny. There's one when Bender's giving a speech we didn't even mention and he's giving a speech in front of fishy Joe's and then the planet express ship uh, drops a bomb and the bomb ends up like hitting him in the head and then saying, please don't eat poplars. Um, So it's, it's a lot, it's full of visual gags. It's full of like snappy repartee. I think it's one of those episodes that's very good. And one that I would say, this is one of the ones you should be watching. So I'm going to give it an a minus.
0: Okay, um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I'm pretty much on the same page with you on this one. Um, there are, I know I've talked about it before, but I should really just sort of codify this idea that there are sort of, in my brain, different types of Futurama episodes that... Uh, and maybe someday I'll actually sit down and come up with names for these these groupings. But mm-hmm. U- The
1: Unified Theory of Futurama episodes.
0: Essentially, um, like I said, I know I've brought this up before, but there are a lot of episodes where I find really good because they're just this giant collection of quotes um, and jokes that I really like. And I feel like this is one of those. The, the plots, okay, I suppose. Uh, some major plot holes about how they're not all mega millionaires, mm-hmm. but... Aside from that, I mean, it's it's just a lot of good fun. I mean, good jokes, uh, both visual uh, and, and um, dialogue. I don't really have any major complaints about it. Um, I'll actually uh, I'll agree with you on this one. A minus. All right. If you have any thoughts on this episode or any other episodes, do get in contact with us. There are multiple ways to do that. You can send us an email by sending one to back to the futurama podcast at gmail.com you can tweet at us at back to futurama you can find us on facebook at facebook.com back to futurama and as always we're, we're on itunes so
1: please rate review and subscribe and and send it over to your friends and have them listen to us talk about futurama and until next time i'm ben and i'm mike goodbye from the world of tomorrow